240-587-3186. If you need advice, I'm the girl to call. Constance, the podcast got you all. And it's 240-587-3186. 240-587-3186. What's up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of Constance the Podcast. I'm your host, Constance Annan. I hope y'all are singing along by this point. Like, if you've been watching all week, you should be singing the theme song along with me as we click onto the screen, as the podcast begins, okay? Happy Friday, y'all. Today's going to be short. I'm always like, today's going to be short, but I really want it to be short because I want to go get me a smoothie. I don't know why I decided to wait until about 5 o'clock to think about going to get a smoothie, but I want to hurry up and go get me a smoothie. That's on my mind. Sometimes I be needing like a sweet fix. That's another way I know I'm getting old. I'm always talking to y'all about how I know I am aging. And one thing about me is in this fine 25 age, 25th age of life, after I eat something like a nice hearty meal, I need something sweet. It doesn't necessarily have to be sugar. I tend to look, I tend to go for fruit a lot, but smoothies, as I told you guys, has become my latest addiction. So I'm on a smoothie kick right now. Y'all know the other day we talked about um, Drewski and niggas trying to fuck and niggas trying to finesse the fuck and niggas expecting shit in exchange for weed or liquor. Posted a snippet on Instagram, which, by the way, if you aren't already doing so, follow me on Instagram at Constancy Pod because I post snippets there. That's how y'all know I drop in case uh, YouTube doesn't notify you. Anyways, posted a snippet on Instagram. All the girls were fucking with it. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I knew all girls could attest to it. We had some guys that some guys agreed with it. Some were like, yeah, we had some guys that really showed their true colors and, and, and admitted to being a nigga that is finessing the fuck. And then we had some guys that was just all the way off. They was just all the way off. Okay. Two comments in particular that I can remember. One person shared the story and then in sharing or they shared the post to the story and in sharing it to their story, they said something along the lines of, if I give you one J, two J, three J's, whatever it is, you better fuck. That's what they said. All right. Boom. We had another guy that was like, um, I don't know why he said this, but it was something along the lines of girls want an ATM. They don't really want to love a male. Both of them. I'm like, I don't know why y'all, first of all, to the nigga that to, to the nigga that admitted to being a rapey, Nigga, nigga, you got to do better. And to the nigga that was just lost in the sauce commenting about girls wanting the ATM, this is wrong. So, like, this, despite whatever you're going through, the issue at hand here is a fucking issue. So we're not here to talk about what has happened in your past and whether or not a girl loves you or doesn't love you. And I think it's important that you understand, even if you fucking with a girl, like you fucking with her, if she's not fucking with you, she don't owe you anything. Even if she is fucking with you, she don't owe you anything. Let's talk about... How, as a woman, so much is expected of us in return for somebody giving us, let's say, attention, their time. Um, you know, a lot of the times, like in clubs, guys will buy, guys will offer to buy drinks. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where a guy buys you a drink and the niggas don't just leave it at buying a drink. The nigga follow you around the club and they want to talk to you the whole time. Shit like that. It's like girls cannot just exist in this world without being expected to give up their pussy for something. And I don't like that. But that's besides the point. I don't think I actually want to talk about that because I think we all understand that it is an issue. I think to me, it's just realizing the effects that that pattern has had on me. Uh, I talked to you guys about how, you know, like I'm afraid of sex, my sexy and things like that. I attribute a lot of that to the, the whole, um, you know, me getting saved and 
in that nature. But as I sit and I reflect on it, I feel like I feel like in part a lot of it does have to do with me being saved and not feeling not feeling moved to do certain things, wear certain things, be in certain environments, whatever, right? Not shit on anybody that does those things. That's just what I've that's just how I've adapted in life. Um I think part of it also has to do with not wanting men to think that I'm openly available for them to be in my space or to exchange energy with me. Let's talk about like the club reference that I made. I I know I remember one specific instance. Um, I was at the club with a friend and a guy offers to buy the friend a drink. I am very big on not accepting drinks from niggas in the club because I feel like from what I've seen and over time I've noticed that they do tend to follow you around they tend to expect a lot and if you don't give them what they're expecting in exchange it can turn into something else um I remember so yeah I was at the club with a friend a guy bought her a drink he offered to buy me one too but I was like nah we take the drink we you know step wherever we step the guy's following us I believe we left that club to another club the guy's following us and I remember my friend saying like Constance this guy is following us. What do we do? And in that moment, it just clicked. Like these niggas really think that in exchange for things, you owe them something. I don't like that. So over time, I've just began to shy away from that because I feel like it can just escalate to so much more than it needs to. And it don't even need to escalate to that. Somebody left a comment or uh, advice column submission some episodes ago, and they spoke about how a guy was real nasty in a guy responded nastily um, in response to her rejecting them, not wanting to give her their number or whatever it was. And then she, the um, the person that left that advice column submission also said that, or they included a link to a news article about a guy that pulled a gun out on a girl for rejecting him. It's like, dare I say it, it could be a little scary to be a girl because you really, so much is expected of us that in our rejection who knows what can happen you get what i'm saying i don't know how else to break it down i feel like that was a clear and concise way to to say it but i've just been noticing that niggas be expecting pussy for nothing whole lot of nothing you know the reality of it is even if you first of all so yeah i don't do shit like that another thing i don't do is like lately i noticed i so i i don't wear um revealing clothes anymore because it just draws attention and not that well that's part of the reason it draws attention that I don't want and I don't think that because I dress a certain way it should elicit a response from niggas on the street because what I wear has nothing to do with you all right sorry what I wear has nothing to do with you right but you still get the reaction. And so I've, I've, I've moved towards not wearing shit that's going to get somebody to say something or make me feel uncomfortable. What's crazy is you don't even got to wear that because you could be in a hoodie, a mask, and whatever. They'll still say some shit. But anyways, I still take those uh, measures towards precaution because it just makes me so uncomfortable what men will do and what they'll say based on how you look. You know what I'm saying? The world is just an uncomfortable place for women, I think. That's what I'm trying to get to. And it sounds so insensitive. I think it actually is insensitive to say that, oh, well, girls take accountability and, you know, don't dress a certain way, don't do certain things. But I just feel like that's just what I have succumbed to. Like, that is just what makes me fucking 
comfortable because I feel like, okay, I'm taking some preventative measures because the world is, is painted in such a way that if shit does happen to us, we're at fault. It's always, well, what were you wearing? What were you doing? How did you get, you know, why were you with this guy? Nobody really cares about the fact that fuck why it happened. It's the issue. The issue is that it happened. You get what I'm saying? I don't know. It's just, it's, it's irritating. It's annoying. The world, like life really is unsafe. So I'm really standoffish whenever it comes to guys whenever I'm out and about because I'd rather them upfront say, fuck that bitch, rather than they think that they have a chance because they bought a drink or because I entertained them for a second. And now they making the whole night just really fucking uncomfortable for me. I don't know what it stems from. I don't know why guys feel so entitled. I don't, I'm like sitting here trying to think, am I being insensitive? Do women do this shit to men? I don't know. But as a woman, I can only speak from my perspective. At the end of the day, guys, if you're watching this, stop being so fucking weird. If a girl don't want you, the girl don't want you. I think that's it too. Like niggas really think a girl got to want them. Like, no, just because you feeling me don't mean I got to feel you. And just because I'm not feeling you don't mean you got to act crazy. Okay. You think about it, this shit can even translate to like, it's, it's beyond like a drink. It's beyond some weed. Even in the fucking workplace, like if your boss is hitting on you, like what do you do to tell the boss, nigga, fuck you without losing your job? Not nigga, fuck you, but nigga, get the fuck out of my face without losing your job. You know what I'm saying? Like there, and I think that they, well, I've never actually been in, well, okay, no, I was gonna say I haven't been in a situation like that. I haven't been in a situation where the boss was like praying on me, but if anybody's worked in food service, you know, like the niggas in the back, the cooks. And things like that. They're really nice, but sometimes they're a little too nice. And the the compliments go from you're beautiful to look at your breasts or just weird, inappropriate shit, you know? And you're sitting there torn between, do I lose my job or do I respect my morals and go the fuck off on you and leave this establishment? We are seen as literally just a piece of meat. And I don't fuck with that. I don't want to go on a huge rant and tangent about it because I think all y'all can, can, can relate. It's just tragic that that's what the fuck we have to go through. And... Men, you just got to do better. I just want to put it on the men because it just doesn't matter. That, like I told y'all, my friend was like, my friend Demetrius was like, well, women take accountability. Like, I do agree. Not agree. It's like, like I said, I take it upon myself to not put myself in situations where if it can be avoided dealing with them type of guys, I won't be with them type of guys. But like I said, it can be as, in somewhere as simple as your workplace. Like, niggas just do weird shit. And maybe not expecting something from you in exchange, but just treating you like a piece of meat everywhere you are and everywhere you go and it's just like ew leave me the fuck alone let me live and just like i said the world can be so fucking scary i was listening to a podcast this girl was talking about how she's scared to get in ubers and honestly i've been in a situation in an uber one time where this guy me and brianna were in uber i don't know if this really counts but i know i was scared to say something because i was a girl and he was a guy we're in the uber and the guy's like talking loud as shit the guy's actually talking to me in the uber brianna isn't saying anything i'm the kind of person like i give you you know <laughs> I will give you like one strike to, to do what you got to do. But once it starts fucking with my energy and my peace, I will say something, especially if I'm in a situation like an Uber, like I need you to stop. The nigga was talking, talking too damn loud. I think it even got to a point where he was ready to touch me to try to get me to respond to him. So I'm like, you know what? Me and Brianna had a long night. I don't know what the night it consisted of, but I turned, I turned to the guy and I'm like, excuse me, we don't really feel like talking right now. The nigga starts causing a huge scene in the Uber. Like, what the fuck you mean? You don't want to talk right now. Just doing the most, doing the most. And at this point I'm thinking, okay, my motherfucking life is in jeopardy right now. Like, what the fuck do I do? And the Uber driver didn't even do anything to deescalate the situation. 
fucked up because that was a man too. Like, nigga, do say some shit. But I guess his life was on the line too. Anyways, whatever. He didn't have to say anything. That's fine. Just the fact that that nigga felt so entitled to say that shit to me and me feeling scared to speak up because I'm a woman. You know, like, um, I know somebody and she'll literally keep her gun on her because you just never know what these niggas be doing or what these niggas is going to do. And I can, I feel her on that. I don't got a gun. I really... I low-key want one. I'm, I'm such a pacifist, but sometimes when it comes to these niggas, you like, I need some motherfucking protection because pepper spray don't be doing it. It just don't be doing it. And that's another thing, too. The fact that girls will, like, we walk around with pepper spray on our keychains for niggas. Shit, I do for niggas. Like, you just never know what the fuck these niggas is capable of. When I'm out walking my dog, I'm so blessed my dog has, like, an assertive bark anytime, like, he always does it. Anytime a grown man, I don't know if he, I don't think he can register that it's a guy, but anytime a guy approaches us at night, my dog barks really loud and really aggressively and they never come our direction. Also, I think cause my dog looks like a fox, like my dog don't really look like a dog. So people be like, what the fuck is that? So they don't come close. But anyways, it's just the fact that I be feeling like I need protection. I remember being in high school and me and my friends would sit around and we would talk about things that we would do to make sure. Because we, we would catch the bus to and from work. We work late at night. We walking through woods to get home. Like, you know, you're taking a cut to get home. Um, we would sit and we talk about defense mechanisms to make sure that we're all safe on our way home. And I don't think guys have to sit and talk about that. Like, my brothers will walk through the woods at night, no problem. I'm scared to even walk in a lit motherfucking street at night. It's like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? A little five-minute walk home for me is intimidating. It really is. I don't think it has anything to do with my size. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that I'm just a woman. And the men in this world are, they're just so aggressive. And they feel like they are entitled to so much because I'm a woman. And then the justice system does nothing to fend for women in these cases. Anyways, I remember being with my friends and we're 16, 17. I have a knife. They was, we all, I think all of us had a knife walking with knives at night. I think one, uh, one out of my friends, I, one person out of my group of friends that I can say didn't have a knife. And even then she had pepper spray, pepper spray always. But even then it's like, we are just taking these measures to be safe, to live in a world that shouldn't even be that dangerous. Like, why are you as a nigga praying on me, somebody that just doesn't want nothing to do? Why should I feel like that? When I was younger, my dad used to, <laughs> this is probably why I'd be scared too. When I was younger, my dad used to make me watch America's Most Wanted. I don't know if that still comes on TV. It used to come on after cops. This is a longer rant than I wanted it to be. But anyways, I used to watch it on cops. It used to come after cops on Fox on Saturday nights. And, you know, it just showed a bunch of niggas doing illegal shit. They got caught for the shit. Like, it's given first 48 energy, but not really first 48. You know, America, everybody knows America's most wanted, right? It just highlighted all of the criminals in America. And a lot of the cases were, like, rape cases, women being kidnapped. My dad used to, like, drill that into my brain. I think... I think because he wanted me to realize, like, it's not safe out there. That's why my dad, my dad would always be like, you can't go outside. And I think a lot of it had to do with constant stay inside because the world's fucking crazy out there. And men just take women for nothing. Like, my dad was very aware of that. I think a lot of men are. I, don't, I just don't think that they think it's a big deal. And it's a big deal. Like, they don't care when it doesn't pertain to their mom, their sisters. But, like, a regular girl on the street, they're catcalling. They're, they're sexually assaulting, harassing. Like, there should be no reason that a woman's walking down the street and because of what she has on, you feel like you can touch her body. Just absolutely disgusting. Um, I don't even know how we got into this topic, but it's, it's fucked up that that's the world that we live in. And at the end of all this, maybe everybody should just go get a gun. Get your gun and tote that shit so if a motherfucker do some shit, you shoot they ass. I don't know if y'all seen the baby shot a nigga. Shot a nigga that trespassed on his, I think, North Carolina property. Called the police after he shot the nigga. 
and told them the niggas neutralized, here waiting for you. Y'all come over here and y'all do some shit. Speaking of, I fucking hate the police because you call them and them motherfuckers take forever. You hearing that you, like, if you hear the audio between the, the, if you hear the audio between the baby and the dispatcher, dispatcher's asking so many questions and it's like, nigga, all you need to know is I just had to shoot a nigga. I did y'all's job. Show the fuck up. Like, stop asking me questions. Come on. You can even hear the person in agony crying in the background and they asking questions and still not here. Police just don't be doing shit. Long fucking rant. I'm sitting here trying to figure out, do we do a... Brief intermission? Or did we just keep running down the shit I want to talk about? Let's do one more point and then we're going to talk. And then we're going to hit a brief intermission. This is such a longer. Look, I was like, today's episode is going to be short. I really did want it to be short, but whatever. Last thing I'm going to. Uh, okay, let's do a brief intermission. Brief intermission. And then we'll come back, talk about that point, and then end it. <laughs> All right. Run the brief intermission. If you're still here, that means you fuck with today's episode. So if you need advice, call in, all right? 240-587-3186. Call in, leave me a voicemail, and I'll address it in the next episode. Again, the number is 240-587-3186. Before we get back into the episode, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe if you are watching this on YouTube. And if you're tuned in on podcast streaming platforms, make sure you leave a review and a rating. All right, let's head back into today's episode. All right, you guys, we are back. And really quickly before I hop to the next topic, I was talking about how my dad used to make me watch America's Most Wanted. And now that I sit and I think about it, I don't think my dad was pulling my brothers to the side. I don't know. I should probably ask them, but I don't know. He, I don't think he was pulling my brothers to the side saying, you don't go touch a girl inappropriately. I think it's expected. I mean, my brothers are respectful brothers. I mean, boys, you know. That's not in their character, but I don't know if they were getting the same talks that I was getting. Like I was getting constant, stay home, constant, take care of yourself, constant, make sure somebody don't touch you, constant. If somebody touch you, let us know. I'm having all these talks preparing me for what is out, what's expected in the world, or what I, you know, what I could endure as a woman. And I don't know if my brothers were having the same preventative talks as I was. I doubt it because. Nobody expects, like, I just doubt it. I just think everyone realizes that women are truly the victims in this world. And we are the prey. And everyone's pred, what, we're the prey, so everyone else is the predator. And it's just like, fuck you guys. I don't know, that's tragic. I'm taking it upon myself to make sure that my sons and daughters know that they need to act correctly at all times. Now, the last thing I wanted to address for today is um, Kim Kardashian's sex tape. I don't want to talk about the sex tape, but the son, her son saw the sex tape that she had with Ray J or whoever. I don't even know who what sex tape was. She's seen the sex tape. That's besides the point. After seeing that, I started to think to myself, is there anything out there of mine that will kind of come back to light later on down the line that I'll have to explain to my kids in the future? Because I do want to be a mom. And I can only really think of, I mean, I told y'all about my whole phase and the provocative pictures I was taking. By God's grace, none of them were naked, but those are still pictures that could come to light, which to me isn't necessarily a big deal. And I saw a lot of people saying, well, that's her fault. I don't feel bad. Be- I don't feel bad for Kim because that's her fault. She, you know, you lay your bed, you make it. That's what you did. It's going to come back. That's how the internet works, which is fine. I think for me, I sat and I asked myself what I would do if it came back. And I think one thing I'm going to do is just be honest about it. I think my parents failed to be straight up with me about the shit that they went through in life. You know, Um, everything was like so demonized. Like, don't do this. You're going to hell. Don't do this. This is bad. Don't do this. I never did this. Don't like my parents would say things like, 
they never drank alcohol before, which isn't a big deal. Like they would say they didn't drink alcohol. So I think in my mind, it kind of is like it kind of made me feel like, okay, they never drank alcohol. So maybe they're missing out because all my friends' parents drink alcohol. So it can't be too bad. You know what I'm saying? So then it had the mind start wondering and then it made me start to seek rebellion and do rebellious things. It made me act in rebellion, whatever. And come to find out, years later, my mom's saying things like, you know, I used to love beer when I was younger. Like, okay, why were you saying at one point in time you wasn't, you never drank when in actuality you, you know, you stepped on beer every now and then. Drinking and sipping on beer ain't bad. But to me, it's the fact that you said that it was something that you didn't do, that you wouldn't do, that shouldn't be done. Meanwhile, it was done anyways. It made me start thinking about what, it made me start feeling like I was missing out on things. So I think all in all, I'm just going to be 100 straight up and honest with my kids. And if they did see a picture of me that I never wanted them to see, I will let them know, hey, I've done it. So that's why I tell you not to do it. I just plan on being a very open and honest parent about a lot of the shit that I went through because I think parents shelter their kids. My parents sheltered me, and it just made me want to go seek out and do things. Now, there are some kids that like are so sheltered that they and they're so obedient to their parents that they don't go out and they, do, and they don't do those things. So I don't think sheltering your kids is terrible, but I just think my approach is going to be being real and raw with them like yeah I took these pictures shouldn't have took these pictures this is what can happen if you take pictures like this think about what you do because it can come back to haunt you it can come back um and owning up to the shit you know so that's just what I that's the type of parent I see myself as um, I definitely don't want to run away from the things that I've done which is why I'm bringing a lot of the shit out to light this is dope too because I get to I, I always picture myself letting my kids listen to the podcast because you guys get to know exactly who your mom is obviously at the appropriate age or whatever but I just think being real and raw with your kids about shit because they if they don't hear it in the house they're gonna hear it at school you can only shelter them from so much because there are so many different influences in the world there's so much going on it's like why not just be real and raw with them about it I mean everything's on tv now I'd rather them know from me than to find out on tv I'd rather them uh well there was a I saw that, now I, I didn't see the full video, so I saw the video, the clip out of context, but it was Jada Pinkett Smith saying that her grandma, her mom, somebody exposed her to the concept of masturbating early on so that she could know that she doesn't need a man to satisfy her, right? Um, I could argue that the age it was presented to her was a little bit too much for me, but that's besides the point. Like I said, I watched it out of context. The good thing in that, that I don't think anybody realizes that, it was clearly communicated to her from a parent rather than her going to run and lay with a guy and having her think like that, that feeling of intimacy or that feeling of sex or that orgasm or whatever is needed by somebody else. And so in turn, having her be fixated on being with a man rather than knowing that she can create that feeling for herself too. You get what I'm saying? Anyways, I'm not defending what was done or how old she was when it was done. All I'm saying is just being real and raw with your kids, I think is the realest thing that you can do whenever you do whatever y'all want to do. That's what the fuck I'm going to do. I just sat and I thought about it because we all knew that the sex tape was going to come back to light as a re in regards to Kim. I don't think it's anything to shy away from. I think it's a tough discussion to have. But, I mean, it was going to have to be had. And so I sit and I think about the shit that I've done in the past, and it's going to have to be had. And I think going forward, I just make a mental note that things can be brought back to light. So be cautious of what you do or just be aware of what you're doing and know that this is you so you can't run away from who you are no matter how much you try. That's it. I don't have any advice, column submissions today, okay? Today, like I said, was quick, relatively quick, 23 minutes. That ain't too bad. <clears throat> uh, if you guys like today's episode, if you love today's episode, leave it a review and a rating. If you need advice. I'll be giving advice in the next episode, which will air tomorrow. Give me a call, 240-587-3186. You can call in. You can click the link down below in the description box. Or you can click the link in my Instagram bio, at Constance Dupod. 
and those links will take you to my advice column and there you can leave an advice column submission or like i said you can call 2405873186 when you call that number You'll be prompted with a voicemail. You leave your voicemail, and then I will play the audio here on this podcast, and I'll give you advice that way. Leave me a review and a rating. Guys, this is a visual podcast, but it is also um, something that you can listen to on the go. So if you're watching on YouTube and you don't want to watch it on YouTube and you want to just listen to it while you do other shit on your phone, feel free. Head on over to the Apple Podcast app or the Spotify app and search for Constance the Podcast. Boom, you can listen to it that way. If you're listening on podcast streaming platforms and you want to watch me, head on over to YouTube and search for Constance the Podcast. Y'all follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Constance the Pod. Follow my personal pages on Instagram and TikTok and Twitter and Pinterest and everywhere. Follow Black Mocha, B-L-A-C-K-M-0-C-H-A. That's where you get to see me. That's where you get to see my fashion sense. That's where you get to see my vlogs. Make sure y'all subscribe to Black Mocha on YouTube. Um, subscribe to Constantly Podcast on whatever podcast streaming platform you listen to me on. I think that's it. I love you guys. I appreciate y'all. Thanks for listening to my rant. Thanks for always listening to my rants because what the fuck do I be saying? I just realized I didn't do a let's get deep card. That's okay. We'll do that tomorrow. Um, yeah, I'll see you guys in tomorrow's episode. Okay. Peace. Two four zero five eight seven three one eight six. Two four zero five eight seven three one eight six. If you need advice, I'm the girl to call. Constance, the podcast got you all. And it's two four zero five eight seven three one eight six. Two four zero five eight seven three one eight six.